Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to KTP Worship Center. Um, good to have you guys today. I am excited about this message, like I say, every week, because, you know, it's amazing. God just kind of, you know, I always say I'll preach to me first, as you guys know, I say that often. And God works things through the week uh, when we're putting a message together, and it's always on time. You know, because we want not just the best that we can do, we want the best that God has. So we spend a lot of time in prayer preparing messages and worship songs and all that. So I appreciate everybody uh, behind the scenes, that's for sure. And this message is called Reflections of God's Love. Reflections, for Because I believe we can see a lot of reflections of God's love. Amen? And this is our, our song uh, verse right here. We're going to pull that, pull that out a little deeper in a minute. But I want to go ahead and read this. It's how precious is your unfailing love, O oh God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. Kind of remember that song that did The shadow of your wings. Now you know why I got time to sing it louder than you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's everybody's an amen to that, right? But this is what I found out. When I was studying this week, God reminded me of something. And this is it. Y'all, let this thing that's the same to you. I never grow tired of God's goodness. I never grow tired of God's goodness. I, I, don't, I don't grow tired of experiencing it, sharing it, walking in it, living in it. Man, it, it's, it's amazing. Even, you know, in every day and everything we do, we have an opportunity to share, you know. And so what I want to do today is give you the tools, right, to have to share when we get out Outside of these walls, amen? Now, something else I was thinking about this. When you think about the reflection of God's love, the ultimate reflection of God's love is who? Jesus. I say it this way. Love is, is, is Jesus is love with skin wrapped on. Ever think about that? Love in action. Love in motion. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. And I was also thinking about this. On, you know, earlier in the year, I had uh, kind of encouraged everybody to write some stuff down in their journal. And I want to share a few things that the Lord laid in my heart as I spent some time praying this week. I said this. I said, Jesus is the ultimate reflection of God's love towards humanity. Right? And I said, think about this. Does your heart mirror the heart of Christ? Do your actions reflect your words? Does the world see the Lord in you by the way he moves through you? That's a good place to say amen. And so that's what the Lord was showing me. Are they seeing a good representation of my son in your life? And let's be honest, some days are better than others. But we know that God allows course corrections, amen? amen. So today we're going to get a fresh start. We're going, to, we're going to go ahead and just pour the word of God into you. And we're going to see what God can do, right? Because you know what? When we get out of the way, God can do a lot of mighty things, right? He's a gentleman. And he wants to work in your life. He wants to work through your life as, as we submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Something else I was looking at this. I said, you know what? When we realize that God has made us a divine masterpiece, we should want to unveil and reveal his fingerprints in all we do. We should want to reveal the fingerprints of God in everything we do. At school, at work, wherever. At the gas station, when you, when you have to up your phone because you, your son's phone is broke, you can still share Jesus, right? Yeah. That's an amen. Yeah. You know? Because I plan on going, how much is this going to cost? How much is this going to cost? But what I'm saying, in everyday life, we have the opportunity to share the fingerprints of Jesus, because you know what? Many times we're his hands, right? We're his feet. We're his spokesperson. And that's humbling to think, but God chose us to make a difference, right? So that's what I want to look at. Every day, every situation, right? That should be our goal, to, to mirror the image of Christ. But you know what? Get your slide, get your, get your hand out for it. We're going to jump into it. We can't do it without his divine direction. Amen? So you say, what do you mean by divine direction? This is what I mean. Proceeding from God, pertaining to God, or devoted to God. And I like it like this. If you look at it this way, I use this illustration sometimes. 
proceeding from God, right, coming down to us, right, pertaining to God, right, and devoted to God, right, inward, outward, upward. That's worship, man. That's worship. That's some, that's some good stuff there. So what I thought about today is it's really amazing that when you talk about directions, we talk about the divine part, but when you talk about direction, people get a little offended sometimes, don't they? Well, who are you to give me directions? Yeah, everybody's smiling, looking at their husband, right? Especially if we're driving, right? Because you know how guys are. I know, I know this way. I've been this way before, right? And the wife says, yeah, I know because we passed Burger King seven times in the last hour, right? You know, it's, it's amazing. And what I really thought about when I was doing this, you know, I love having fun with the nurses too, but I, 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 I didn't search this out, but I believe this could be very, very true in this situation. I believe that, that a woman must have made the first GPS, you think about it, because you say, oh, you know, baby, we need to turn. I got it. No, no, I know where I'm going. I know shortcut. I, I know, right? And she's sitting there thinking like this. You know, if he was in front of that widescreen TV, he'd be locked in on that. Ding. You know what? If I could create a gadget and put maps in it and put a speaker on it, right, with a big bullhorn to get through his thick head, then I'd take it and mash it on the windshield in front of his face, right? And then I would use my voice again. He computing, making you turn at the next red light. I really do believe that, you know? Because guys love gadgets, right? I gotta admit, Denise can want to go to the pottery. How long does it take? Like 30 minutes? I will mess with my GPS for 45 minutes. You know? I can already been there. But it's so amazing. I'm like, man, did you know it has a light feature? She could drive. Watch the road. You know? Hey, they got points of interest on here. They got a pizza like at two and a half miles. You know, all those things that inform us of. But what I say about that is, so many times we don't want directions, right? And what's, what's bad about that is, we think we're too good for directions sometimes, right? It really is. Like, who, who is this person at work trying to tell me how to do my job? But you know what? That's where that, that, that open heart comes in. And you'd be surprised. You can learn some stuff from some folks. Just because you've been doing it 20 years, don't mean you've been doing it right for 20 years. Amen? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes that's tough. Especially when you're a dad and you're teaching me, you say, you know, we really need to do it this way. We need to do it this way. And you go, why? Well, look what I said. All right, I'm going to leave it there because it ends up there. And he goes, well, if you do it this way, oh, I never thought about that. You know? But, you know, do you press on and say, well, I told you, so we're going to do this this way anyway. Or do we say, wow, you know what? That's a great idea. You know, we need to encourage some young folks to get involved. Just like our youth team today. Give them a hand. And we need to let everybody in and bring them on in. That's a great smile to see in the morning, isn't it? Good stuff. But you know what? God gives us free will, right? So we have the opportunity to respond. And this is what I love about this. Check this out. That we have the opportunity to respond. And we think about direction, but look at it as an invitation. That's a good place to write that down. An invitation, right? An invitation from the creator of the universe who loves us deeply to stay on track, right? Wanting the very best for us in every situation. He desires us to walk in his best not our best. Now, how many folks think they got it all figured out at times when coming through and maybe graduating this? And you've got this master plan, and it's great to have a plan. But are you seeking the Lord in your plan? Right? Or do we just take our run and when we get up to here, we go back and we fix this? Yeah, get quiet there, right? Because we do that sometimes, right? We just take our running, and then when everything gets out of whack, that's when we call on the Lord instead of seeking Him first. Let's take a look at this. His promptings reflect His love for us. And I love that right there. His promptings reflect his love for us. Now, I was thinking about this. 
And I thought, man, this would be a really cool illustration. So I'm going to put it together for you guys on the fly. Now, a lot of people exercise and they get that little meter on the side, right? And it tells you how many steps and how many calories, right? You drove here, you said, man, how many miles is it? How many miles is it from Salud to here? You don't know, all right? But I, I say, uh, let's go with 50. I didn't have my GPS. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it, right? But check it out. If we got all these things to measure time. We got all these things to measure distance. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had like an hour meter on our Bible? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Tell you how much time you're spending with God? You know, when you look at that, what would y'all think when I come in here and I put that bad boy in your Bible? Say, how much time did you spend with Jesus today? You'd be going, I think the battery's dead. <laughs> right? Right? Wouldn't that be cool, though? Because you think about it, you know how much time you exercise. I guarantee you, if somebody running the treadmill, you could tell me exactly how long you're on the treadmill, right? I was on there 12 minutes and then everything went black. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I mean, last week I was, I was going... And you know, nobody's, everybody's just trying to do this. First thing I do, get my praise music on there, and I'm going. And I'm going, as soon as I lift my hand, right, <laughs> the, the uh, iPad falls off. Kabow! What do you do? You stop running. Swoo! Come right off the back of that thing. And then you tell it, yeah, I had a plan. Everything's good, you know. But I'm still praising the Lord, man. I tell you what, those things happen. But what I'm talking about here, the prophets reflect his love for us, right? It's all about from the inside out, God showing his love to us in the midst of everyday life. And we talk about this, God allows course corrections. You know what it's called? It's called repentance. Turning from your way, turning back to his way. Amen? And you know what? That's available all the time. All the time. But we don't always jump in on it, right? Now you think about my little GPS thing, my little, my little hour meter, and you say, man, well, that's just crazy stuff. Let me ask you this. Let's pull it down another notch, right? If you hired somebody to remodel or redo, restore your house, and they showed up, and they didn't have a blueprint, they just start hacking and whacking on your home, you'd say, this is not a good plan, right? Your house is one of the biggest investments any of us usually make in our life. And, and it's, you know, that's where we keep our families secure. That's important. That's where we live. That's where we dwell. Now, you think about that. You wouldn't want somebody coming in there. And working on your house and restoring that, right, without a blueprint. Why is it that we take off running each day many times and never look at the blueprint, the Bible for our life? Amen? That's a good place to say, amen. We'll take off, man, and we're going to hit the road. And we're going to do this, and we've got all these plans, and we've got all this stuff. Stuff, you hear what I'm saying? That overwhelm us. I, I see it sometimes at work, man. People get there, and we go to work early, man, 6, 6.30. And people are, 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 are beat before they get there. And I always try to make it, a, a, you know, purpose. You know, I tell you guys this all the time. So we pray for you every day, many times before you need to get out of bed. So I'm doing on the way to work. Thinking about you, praying about you, thinking about you, setting the course of my day, lining it up with the word of the Lord. Amen? Counting my blessings. Now, you know, last week we talked about, hey, take out a sheet of paper and just start writing down all your blessings. And then when you get up, start your day with looking at those blessings. Let that start today. See, usually what we do, you know, the, the Thomas is alarm. Love it, son. Wish you could hit it earlier. <laughs> but, you know, it just shocks you out of there and you're already going, oh, man. Wouldn't it be nice if you said, hello, child of God. Hello, child of God. We got something for you today. I wouldn't get a ringtone like that, you know? Wow. Think about it. I'd be, yeah, okay, that's, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm ready. I mean, you can say, you know, we frame our day with our words many times, right? Many, many times. But that's what's so scary so many times. Like we're going back to the house analogy. Wouldn't that be scary for somebody to come into your home and your dwelling and, and not really have a full picture of what they want to do? Many times we take off and, and, and we just live our life any way we want and we wonder why it's in the shambles at the end of the day. We wonder why. Why did this happen? What's going on here? Because we never looked at the GPS. We never looked at the blueprint. We didn't spend time with our Heavenly Father, see? God's love letter to us. He wants to speak to us, right? Take a look at this. We receive His divine direction through prayer and reading and studying of His Word. And I could have kept on filling it up. Fellowship, worship, and all that. But what I want to talk about is spending time each day with God. Spending time in God's Word each day. Making a difference in what you're doing. And this is what I want us to see here. Look what the psalmist says here. 119, 105. I always like to rivet this in with the truth of God's word. Alright? It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Now how many people would go jump in their car at midnight, keep the lights off, put your family in there, and just drive down the road? He said, man, that's crazy. But many times, we won't open up the word your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. And head on down the road. And drag your family and your loved ones and everybody else along. And we go, I got it. I got it. The truth is, you know, God's got it. And we need to align with him. And we do that through that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. If, we, if there's nothing you're going to take away out of this, look, the divine direction of God is through his word, through his people. Amen? And so that's what I'm looking at now, right? We receive his divine direction from his divine word, which produces wisdom and divine protection. See, it comes from the love of God to the child of God. And that's not, it comes from the heart of God to the child of God. Now, I want to break this out. Psalm 36, we're going to pull this in a little bit more, right? I love this, I love this, I love this. Says your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean of death. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. He's a big God, isn't he? And it goes on to say, you feed them from the abundance of your own home, own house. Letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life. The light by which we see. Now that right there, man, that, that will preach all day long. And I want to pull out a few things. See, David wrote this song when he paints a beautiful picture that reflects the love of God. The Holy Spirit's working through him to give us the view that David's got of God, the man after God's own heart. Do we have that type of view of God? When the problems come in our life, do we put it up against the backdrop of maybe this song here? Think about this. Let's break that. You're unfailing love. He says it several times. You're unfailing love. God love. Cannot fail. It cannot fail. It's unconditional. It's not based on your performance. It's based on His love for you. All you got to do is receive it. Amen. See, that's see. If we get that part, guess what? The repentant part will come because then we realize we're not earning it. We're not going to try not to do this anymore. It's it's about His love coming towards us in the form of Jesus Christ. His grace and mercy coming to us. Amen. Take a look at this. The way we view God will set the stage on how we respond to Him. Oh, that's big right there. I'm going to hit you with it again. The way we view God will set the stage on how we respond to God. If we view God through the unfailing love of the Lord, as fast as it happens, right? If we view God, your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountain. Man, when you start plugging yourself 
into that because you're plugged in, right? Grafted in through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ through faith in Him. That's ours. That's us. I love it. I love it. I love it. See, many people have the wrong view of God because they look to the world to define God instead of looking to His Word. That's a good place to say amen right there. See, often we look to each other or maybe different things like for our own value. Like, uh, you know, how much we make, our status, our position, all that, our possessions. But look at this. This is from your heavenly father here. That's yours. That's your treasure because Jesus paid the price for you to have. Amen? Like I said, put that backdrop back there and then put your problem up here. I'm going to tell you, you'll see your problem shrink and you'll see the glory of God come upon you, amen, no matter what it is. And that's what I love to look at. See, if we're not careful, if we're not focusing on God, we're focusing on the things of the world, and that will set the stage for your day. You with me? What does it say in Romans 12, 2? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. For those listening online, I'm pointing to my Bible again. The Word, right? That's what I'm talking about. We need to continue to look at that. Now, that right there has some gravity to it when you really, when it takes hold. And speaking of gravity, I was thinking about this. You can see a plane, right? A big old plane, strong engines, everything else. But gravity will pull that plane to the ground. Me and Jesse love throwing football. And more football. And more football. And more football. Because I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Man, my arm can't take it anymore. And it keeps going further in the circle, further in the circle. Gravity pulls that ball down. No matter how hard I throw, no matter how hard I do it in my strength, gravity pulls that down. This is the point I want to get to. You got your pencils? Take a look at this. But for the believer in Christ, the impact of the gravity of God's love anchors us to Christ. The impact of, of, of the love of Christ, when we get a hold of that, the gravity of God's love for you, say for me, for me, right? For you, right? Anchors us to Christ. Now, I know the story in the Bible, and I know it's true that they nailed Jesus to the cross, but I'm going to tell you what, that's how they got him on there. I'll tell you what I believe kept him on there is his love for you. His love kept him on that cross for you until he said, it is finished. So today, if you're in here today and you feel like the devil's trying to bash you up and everything else, it's finished. It's already finished. Turn back to God for the fresh start. Amen? That's what I love to see over and over and over. See, when we look at this, when I said this, I want to go back again. But for the believer in Christ, the impact and gravity of God's love anchors us to Christ, not only to direct us in the plans and purpose of the Lord, but to protect us as we strive and serve to further the kingdom. You know, just like everyone's was praying today, Lord, that we can be ready for your service. Lord, that you equip us with this message so we can go further your kingdom. See, that's what it's about, sharing the love of Christ, sharing the love of Christ, sharing the word, the gospel message in your life, at your work, in your family. And don't forget I'm going to pull it back around this Saturday. It's an awesome opportunity to bring folks in to hear about the greatest love story ever told. And that's Jesus paying the price for mine and your sin. Amen? But now, what do you mean by this, buddy? Divine protection. Let's keep on rolling, guys. Everybody doing good, right? That's where they said amen. Good. Divine protection. I want you to think about this for a second. How do you, how do you feel about that? We just read that song. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Time to get the A. He gets A today. He's the first one. Everybody else has just got to go. What are you talking about? What are you doing? How do you feel about that? When you think about that, you know, sometimes we feel overwhelmed. We talked about it last week about things going, going on. Excuse me. And uh, it's not that those things are not true. It's not that those things are not happening. They are true. But let me tell you something that's true. God's love and God's divine 
protection for you. You back it up with this word. We've got a lot of scripture. I want you guys to really listen to your spirit, okay? This should boost our confidence. This should boost our confidence, not in self, but in the confidence of Christ. Amen? The finished work of Christ, of, of the Lord. God is able to hold your salvation secure in his hand. Amen? That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, Psalm 1830, all right? You got some notes taken? This is the place to do it. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. You know how many, I've said about this, when you go and you look for a new TV or a new thing, you look at the five stars and how many stars will be people say? It's proven. His word is proven. It's, it, it, didn't, it hasn't gotten weak over 2,000 years or more. It's still just as powerful, life-changing, life-giving as it was the day it was spoke out of the mouth of God's people. Amen? Look about this. He's the shield to all who trust him. A shield. If y'all go back several months, we saw Tim when we were doing battle ready. He had that breastplate of righteousness on. Righteousness on. What a trooper. That's good stuff. Now, I, I, this next thing here, I'm watching the clock here. I'm, I'm going to share a story with you for, for one reason only, to glorify God. Psalm 57, 1 says, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful for me. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed. Me and Thomas went to a movie Friday, and then we went to eat. Eating was better. And when I got to the place where we were going to eat at, um, I saw a guy that I had not seen probably in about five years. And this fellow, I saw maybe one time after this, but let me go back. Probably about five years ago, I was coming home, and Denise called and said, one of your friend's families has called you to get to the hospital now. I don't think he's going to make it. I said, what? So I get to the hospital. And there's family, there's grandchildren, there are people everywhere, man. And, and, and it's not a good report. I said, what happened? They said, we don't know. He had some type of infection, and this is what's going on, and, and they don't expect to make it to the night. You know, and his mother was my neighbor for years, and she said, I want you to pray for my boy. Absolutely. So what happens, I see one of my buddies, which is also his buddies, and he is a wild preaching buddy too. He said, come on. Everybody else is back, he said, come on. It's time. Well, guess what? I'm going to show you the difference between the eye, what we see in the natural, and then what we see in the supernatural. We go, and man, we're going here, and we're going back past ICU. I've been in a lot of those places. Now, we're going over to another room, and we're going through a door, and they're putting stuff on my face, and they're putting stuff on my arms, and their mom's not even out there. The family's not allowed there. And me and Billy do good, my pastor buddy, is going back there. He said, it's on. He was ready. Billy was already prayed up, man. He was ready. And we went in there, and they had our friend. He was knocked out, man. There was no way he knew what was going on. He was laying there, had a ventilator on, everything else. And we laid hands on that guy. We, we, we just start proclaiming God's promises to raise him up in the name of Jesus. Right? Did I see him jump off the bed right then? No. But I kept telling him, I'm not even going to look. I'm going to trust God. I'm just going to keep praying and thank you, Lord, for just raising him up. And what's so, so amazing, we kept saying, raise him up, Lord. Now, a couple days later, I got a report he was doing a little bit better. But you know what? There were still some calamities that had to pass by. He lost both his legs, right? And he's got the prosthetic legs now. And I got to see him this weekend. And I saw him maybe one other time, but he was still coming out. And this is years. We go to get something to eat, and somebody grabs me. Boom! And he grabs my arm. I can't even shake his hand. He grabs me. And he's holding me like this. He goes, hey, man. I said, man, you look great. 
So he comes and sits at the table with me and Thomas, and we're talking about everything. And Thomas gets a phone call, and he goes out there, and this is what he said. I always thought about this. He said, I never forget you and Billy come and pray for me. And I sat there, and it was just like slow motion. I'm thinking, well, maybe this is the folks probably told me to come and pray for him. He said, when well, you guys were praying for me, I felt my body, they felt like it was sinking low. He said, but when you guys prayed for me, I could feel my body raising up. Check this out. Check this out. He didn't, this is amazing. He could have said a bunch of different things. He says, I'll never forget that, right? The reason I'm telling you this is not about Buddy, not about Billy. It's about God's healing power. Y'all with me on this? This is a only reason I'm sharing this is because God's still in the miracle business. That, you know what? I don't want us to, to, to just cop out on what we see. Let's look with our eyes of faith and trust God for the miraculous. That's why I'm telling you. That's the only reason I'm telling you this, okay? Check this out. And you know what he said? He said, when you guys were praying for the Lord to raise me up, he said, I'll never forget. He said, you were here and Billy was there. How do you know what side I was on? That's exactly where I was at. I was on this side of his bed praying, and Billy was right up here. Right there. I never saw his eye open. I never saw anything in the natural for me to believe that he was coming out of there. But you know what? He didn't let up. And God answered prayer for many people. I tell you that because God is a God of refuge, and we can hide in the shadow of his wings. I will make my refuge until these calamities are passed. Did he still have other difficulties? Absolutely. But he's here today to talk about the goodness of God. That's powerful stuff. Amen? I just had to share that. That's that unpacked this frothy that God told me that. Now, now, what did that do to my faith? Woo! What I pray that it does to your faith. Woo-woo! Double move. That's it. <laughs> yeah, to the tip power. Let's keep on rolling. Take a look at this. Psalm 65, 86. Take a look again. 68.5. That happens for Pinkerton students. Gets back. <laughs> and father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God and his holy dwelling. You know what? When I thought about this, you know, everybody hasn't had a, 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 a perfect family life. Things are broken and different things like that. So I want you to take that right there and look at this. He's a father to the fatherless. You might feel lonely. You might feel like you, you didn't get to hear that you, you were loved or whatever. But I'm going to tell you what. You can't change that. But God can change everything. He's a father to the fatherless. The defender of the widows. Amen? So take a look at this. We're still talking about reflections of God's love can be found in Psalm 91. Now I'm not going to write that all out for time's sake. But I want you guys to write that down. That's going to be your homework this week. To many of that's referred to as the Psalm of Protection. Got a lot of promises in there. I want you guys to be able to just, man, quote that, man. Grab hold of that. See, if we meditate on that, we send fear on the run. See, when our faith grows, guess what happens? Our fear depletes. Right? That's what I want you guys to look at. That's a powerful thing. Because you know why? We have a divine connection. Amen? And his name is what? Jesus. Amen. Jesus Christ is our divine connection to all God's promises. If you don't take anything else away... Let that digest, all right? Let that digest in your heart. Man, Jesus is the divine connection to all of God's promises. I love that. Because in Christ, you know what we had? I just took a handful out just, just to get you, just to get the juices flowing in your faith. But dig in the word of God and look at the promises of God for the children of God. You know what? If you have called on the name of the Lord Jesus and put your faith and trust in them, 
for forgiveness of your sin. You're a child of God. You have been washed of your sin, past, present, and future, because Jesus did it all. Amen? Since all of sin and fall short of glory of God. Now, Linda, no one asked him this. What's your favorite Bible verse? Romans 5 8. What is it? God demonstrates his love to us in this. While we yet sin, Christ died for us. How you been working with a guy like that? <laughs> I knew this. I mean, he didn't know I was going to answer, but I tell him, he always said, man, you know my favorite Bible words of the answer I do. Man, that's how we start our day out. And some days are pretty tough. But I'm going to tell you what, when you got other people come alongside, that's a blessing, man. There's a lot of folks that we work with here are a blessing. Because, you know, sometimes you just need, whew, I'm, I'm getting beat up a little bit. Come on, man. Let's get back in the Word. Accountability, right? Fellowship, blessing. Amen. Let's go into some more to blessing, all right? Take a look at this. Now, what I want to do is, I just get just some little snippets, but you guys go ahead and write down the address and go and read for yourself a little later, all right? Because I always want to rip that into your spirit, rip that into your heart, the truth of God's word, right? That's the foundation. You know, I was thinking about that too. When we think about somebody, I'm going back again to the house analogy. Jesus, the, the, Jesus is the, the cornerstone of, of the church, right? It's all built off of him, right? And, and when, when I did some research on the cornerstone, that's how to get all the lines straight. That's how you get everything plumb and square, right? You know what? If you want your life to be square and, and plumb and in line with God's word, then you need to open God's word. Amen? But this is what I want you to hear today. That you're a new creation in Christ. When we call on the name of Jesus, isn't it good that we get a fresh start? You know, I love that. We got, uh, Denise got one of those little boards of, uh, what do you call that? Quick eraser things. And you get going stuff and you do a math problem and I go, oh, that's not good. And I can do this and it looks all new again. That's what God does in our life. When we turn from our sin and come back to Him, the blood of Christ is poured out to wash you clean so that we can be in right relationship with our Heavenly Father. Amen? Keep on rolling. We're made alive. Man, this life is for living. One of my mother said, I don't know how you do all you do. I said, it's God. And I'm not talking about buddy chatting things. I'm talking about this. I'm going to live this thing to the fullest for Christ. I wasted too much time. Right? Too much time doing it my way. You know what? And it's not that I'm trying to make up for time. I just don't want to miss out on time. And God's given us this day to make a difference. Amen? Live it. Live it. Live it. Mm. We are free from condemnation. Now, I'm going to tell you like I said earlier, if the devil's been riding you back this week, just go ahead and pop him in the noggin with the book. The good book, right? Go ahead and pop him in the noggin on some Romans 8. There's no condemnation for those in Christ. I like that. Mm-mm-mm. We are reconciled to God. Ephesians 2.13 speaks about that. Reconciled. Put back in the right relationship. You ever broke something and you try to put it back together and it looks like this? That's why I sit close to land at work because he can fix it. I can break it he can fix it. And I go, we might need this one too. He said, man, I wish you had told me that when I'm putting it back together. <laughs> but you know, it's good to have a calm brother in the moment. I said, what's your favorite Bible verse again? You still love it, don't you, brother? <laughs> You know, we got to keep on moving, man. Keep on iron sharpening iron. But we have been reconciled to God through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we call on his name. See, you don't realize it, but you've got the gospel message about ten times already. You know why? Because it's too good to just say it once. It's effective enough to say it once. But I just like it. Because it's life-changing, amen? Woo! All right. We are sons of God. Now, think about that. We talk about father to the fatherless. And you can put daughters in there, too. I say this sometimes. You know, Bonnie's a believer in Christ. Did you know you married God's daughter? You better treat her good for her. <laughs> I love it. You know, when we think about it, when we think about our position, 
Our position is, is that of the heavens because of what Jesus did. See, we're, we're the head, not the tail. Right, Grandma? That's it. See, we, we, we got something going, not on our own, but it's because of what Jesus did. And people say, man, you get excited, don't you? Yes. Why not? Man, I was, I was on my way to hell, and Jesus said, come on, our team. Take it right the way you are. I said, me? Yeah. You? Yeah. Right here, right now. He's about reconciliation. He's about putting us in his family, bringing us back. I love that. Take a look at this. We always try. He said, man, that's a pretty strong statement, man. How can you say we always try? Because I'm going to tell you what I thought about this last night. I was preaching to the couch. And uh, I said, you know what, Lord? I know that's true, but help me explain it. He said, you either got a victory on this side, or you got a victory when you get home. Think about that. We don't always see it the way we want to see it. But when the, when, man, when the trumpet blows, we have triumph. We have victory. Here's the truth. You already got victory now because it's locked up in Jesus. Amen? It's secure in Christ. That's what I'm talking about. And it been no time. When everything's going wrong and everything's going upside down and everything else I know in my life, it's good to know that, man, I've got victory in Jesus. Amen? That's it. That's it. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing, right? Ephesians 1, 3. We have everything at our fingertips. And how do we make a draw on that? We make a draw on that by having faith in God's word. Speaking the promises of God. Using the word of the the soul, right? Huh? Sharp, ready, active. We are righteous, holy, and redeemed. And I put that in there last because I want you to hear that. See, a lot of times we don't feel like we measure up. I know I've got a mirror at my house, and I know that, uh, you know, there's days that I just don't make the grade, but that's all right. I keep striving. You know what I'm saying? I keep striving, and I keep turning back to God because he's the one. He's the author and finisher and perfecter of our faith, and he is faithful. So I want you to know now, today, if you call on the name of Jesus and ask him to come into your life, put your faith and trust in him because, you know what, the Bible says all are sinners fall short of glory to God. Right? There's no other name, right, in the world, in the universe, in which somebody could be saved but that of Jesus, right? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Rescued, redeemed, a new creature made alive, free from condemnation, reconciled to God, puts us in the family of God. We have victory. We have every spiritual blessing in our life, right? And it's all because of Him. See, that's the name above all names. That's why I love sharing Jesus. That's why I love telling people about my heavenly father. That's why I love putting the word out. Because that's what transforms lives. You come in here one way, you don't have to leave the same way. I pray that this message touched your heart in some way, some shape or more. First of all, if you've never called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got an opportunity today. You're not here by mistake. Right? God has set this up where you say, Lord, come into my life. And forgive me of my sin. I want to I know what Pastor Brother's talking about. Well, I know I've got sin in my life, but today, Lord, forgive me of that sin. And, and wash me clean. He'll do it right here. Right? And you might be hearing some men, it's been a tough week, tough month, tough life. Just come on back. Come on back to him. He's about reconciliation. So I'm going to ask you this, guys. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to think about these things that we have in Christ. And then I'm going to ask you this question Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? What I mean by that? Have you received forgiveness of your sin through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you haven't, this is how it's done. He 
did the hard part. He did the only way. And we just need to receive. So if you're here today, I want you to hear my words very clear. If you know that you've never asked the Lord to come into your life to forgive your sin, listen very close. I want you to look up here. Nobody else is looking around. This is your prayer. I want you to look this way. You say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I know that you are the Son of God. I'm trusting you for the forgiveness of my sin. Today, Lord, I call on you. Forgive me. Be my Lord and If that's your prayer today, don't leave here today without telling You know what? I prayed that prayer with Pastor Buddy because we want to celebrate that. And if you're here today and you feel like you've been off track a little bit, get back home because Jesus is willing to pull you back in. He's never left. There's room in the shadow of his wings for each and every one. Remember what it said on our handout? I'm going to read this real fast. Psalm 36, 7. It says, How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. There's room for more. So that's your prayer. Get it right with him. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for each one here, Lord. We thank you for a powerful message, not of what Buddy's doing, but what you're doing, Lord. I'm trusting you, Lord, to make it so much more. And just pierce the hearts of those here today, Lord. You have touched my heart, put this message together. And I know, Lord, that you are the Lord. I know from your word, from the truth of your word, Lord, that you're still in the healing business and the reconciling business. Everything we need is found in the person of Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you for what you're doing here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, usually this is where we jump up and sing a song, but I got one more thing that I want to share with you guys. And then this was a, this was after I prayed and, and put the message together. The Lord, it really laid this on. Most important thing I want you to get today is that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. That's always that's that's where it starts, but it doesn't stop there. Okay. I want to ask you a question. What is your passion? This is where I want you to take the tools of what we're talking about. And plug them in and make a difference for Christ. Take a look at this. Whatever your passion is, maybe it's football. Maybe it's redoing cars. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's reading to the youth. I don't know what it is. Think about that. Ask God to identify that in your heart. And then think about how can I pursue it for God? Okay. How will you use it to glorify God? Whatever that gifting is, God's made you unique as a masterpiece. And he wants to use your life right where you are, right where you live, right where you work. Somehow, some way, will you submit to him and allow him to work in your life? I pray that you do. And take a look at this. Life is for living. Do it with excellence. Let the perfection part be worked out in Christ. But we can still do it with excellence, right? We do it with the best of our ability as receiving the Lord. That's what I'm talking about, living it. And I think this is the last one I want to share with you. Allow the love and passion of Christ to be displayed in everything we do. So I'm going to tell you what, we're going to sing you out with a song. But I hope today that God took the message and just brought that into your heart. And say, you know what? I have given my life to Christ. You know what? I am a child of God. You know what? I do have divine direction because you know what? I can go to the Lord in his word to lead God directly by the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. That I have, I'm going to get this out in a minute. I have protection because the Holy Spirit dwells in me. And the canopy of grace God has over me. And the mercy that God has for me continues to extend and extend, right? And lastly, just like we were talking about, what do we have? We have the divine connection. And that connection is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. That's where it starts. And I tell you what, it just goes on and on and on. So give the Lord a hand clap, and let's talk about the praise of the Lord, amen?
read because you're not going to be able to sit down on this one. It's jammed. 